WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get podcasts. NYC, NYC, NYC. Welcome to NYC Now. Your source for local news in and around New York City. From WNYC. It's Friday, May 19th. Here's the midday news from Michael Hill. Jordan Neely is being remembered at her funeral today in Harlem. The Reverend Al Sharpton eulogized Neely, killed with a chokehold on the F train this month by another writer, Daniel Penny, now charged with manslaughter. Sharpton criticized the NYPD for initially releasing Penny, saying if Penny were black, he would have been held in jail. He also said social service agencies failed Neely, who was homeless and mentally ill. We keep criminalizing people with mental illness. People keep criminalizing people that need help. They don't need abuse. They need help. Nearly was 30 years old. New York City is shutting down a key migrant welcome center inside the Port Authority bus terminal. New arrivals now will have to go to an intake operation at the nearby Roosevelt Hotel. Volunteer groups say the city is excluding them after they've staffed the Port Authority hub for the past nine months. The groups say they have filled in the gaps in the city's social safety net by offering food, clothes, and even legal guidance. They're now looking for a new central location. It's opening night for the New York Liberty, tipping off the new season in D.C. against the Mystics. The Libs had an unprecedented offseason, acquiring not one, not two, but three superstars. Their first home game at Barclays Center takes place on Sunday. 67 now with a mix of sun and clouds. Mostly sunny today and a high of 68. We have a chance of overnight showers. We drop down to 58. And then tomorrow, Saturday, showers in the morning, a high near 69. Sunday looks like the best day of the week. Mostly sunny and 77. On Radio Lab. First, we thought we made some sort of mistake. Two surprisingly simple scientific discoveries. This is crazy. <laughs> I mean, we were just so surprised. That makes us reconsider our assumptions about progress. We need to learn the language of the doctors of that time. We need to be a little bit less dismissive. Staff retreat from Radio Lab. I learned a bit of humility this way. Listen wherever you get podcasts. A recent investigation by Newsday finds the Long Island counties of Nassau and Suffolk have paid more than $165 million to settle lawsuits over police and prosecutorial misconduct since 2000. The investigation reports that includes cases alleging excessive force, 
false imprisonment, and wrongful death. And that's just what it's costing taxpayers. There's also a human cost. Joining us now is Thomas Mayer, who reported this story for Newsday. Thomas, thank you for joining us, and good morning. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. You found that over the past two decades, lawsuits and payouts claiming law enforcement wrongdoing on Long Island have soared. Why is that? Well, I think it's a variety of of measures. Uh, I think there's more attention that's paid to allegations against police and prosecutors. There have been efforts in Suffolk County and to some extent in Nassau where the district attorneys have set up conviction integrity bureaus. And those uh, bureaus have found cases of wrongdoing in which convictions have been overturned. And so therefore they wind up in fairly sizable settlements by plaintiffs who have spent at times many years in jail for uh, wrongful convictions. Aside from the monetary cost of misconduct, you look at the human cost. Your reporting highlights the 1974 conviction of Keith Bush, who was later exonerated, as you mentioned, in 2019. Tell us his story briefly. Keith Bush was 17 years old. He was accused of murdering a schoolmate in Bellport uh, that's on the eastern end of Long Island. And it turns out that the police actually had another suspect who admitted to the police that he had been at the scene of the murder, had tripped over the body of the deceased. uh, And yet that information, because they had already arrested Keith Bush, that information was never disclosed. Mm. We've only became aware of that uh, in the last few years. And Keith Bush spent ultimately 33 years in jail. And we did a big documentary at Newsday. When you get to know somebody, as we did uh, in the case of Keith Bush, you understand the monstrosity of what it's like to be falsely accused and to have the, the bulk of your adult life spent behind bars. Wow. Suffolk County Executive Steve Ballone has called the payouts a corruption tax. Are county officials doing anything to fix the systemic problems within law enforcement that have triggered these lawsuits in the first place? Well, I think they've actually, from what I can see, are doing less than they did even 40 years ago. When I began at Newsday, I did a five-part series about the Suffolk police, about abuses in terms of their prosecution of murder cases. They had a very high confession rate. And there were... Uh, hearings by the county uh, legislature at that time. I know in some of these more recent cases, uh, even in the Bush case, uh, there really isn't a uniform way in which some of the committees and within the the county legislatures in both counties really have examined, well, we're paying out all this money for these cases. What really systemically went wrong? Is there any way that we can address it? Are the legislators keeping track of how many misconduct cases the county settled? If so, are the findings being made available to the public? The the legislatures, from what I see, they are aware on a fiscal level of every time they sign off on a check. Sometimes it's in closed doors. Uh, it has been in the past. I know that uh, the county executive in Suffolk, Ballone, mentioned that. There was not a lot of uh, transparency about that. So in terms of getting a grip on the total amount of money, we again mentioned $165 million that have been paid out on Long Island since 2000. Uh, that's not been looked at in an organized way. Thomas Mayer reported his story for Newsday. He now sits on the editorial board. Thomas, thanks so much for this. Thank you so much, Michael. Thanks for listening. This is NYC Now from WNYC. 
Be sure to catch us every weekday, three times a day, for your top news headlines and occasional deep dives. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. More this evening. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.